The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I, th- I hope that the CFL looks at things this offseason and says, uh, we got to do something different with this legal tampering period that they've put in. It's anticlimactic. If I say that and it pisses you off, that's your problem, not mine, because it's the truth. It's not like we used to have Mike Riley, Bolivine Mitchell, Zach Caleros. All were free agents. It's like, ah, oh, give me some. It ain't a great free agent day. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We're going to have some fun today. I hope you're ready for that. Coming to you from the beautiful South Florida studio. That's where I'm at. The Moose is in Toronto. Let's bring him in. Crisis averted. Let's get to a funny story here, Moose. Uh, I didn't think it was necessarily that funny, but you sure got a bang out of it. There he is. Um, And I was talking to our guy, Jeff, our hotelier to the stars. He wrote me this morning. He says, man, yesterday's show was funny. You tell a great story. You'll get a kick out of this one. I'll line it up for everybody. Here's the roadmap in hour one. Brendan Parker will join us from the Calgary Flames television. And in hour two, Taylor Shire from the Leader Post, live from Mosaic Stadium, where the Rough Riders are holding a big news conference today to discuss free agency. But 20 minutes ago, maybe not even, I moved my chair back and I knocked over my Ron and Don bobblehead moose. I knocked it over and Ron's head shattered. It exploded. And I'm like, oh my. This is not good. This is disrespectful. So I race into the house. I grab this Gorilla Glue. And by the way, don't get this stuff on your hands. Thank me later. So I pulled out a pair of rubber gloves. I pulled them on like this, and I'm ready to glue Ron's head back together. And Serena was like, what are you doing? And I said, "Uh, a sniper hit Ron McClain, and it shattered his head. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. The doll. Not the real Ron McClain, okay? Let's make it very clear. He's okay. But I'm trying to put his head back together. The back of his head looks very similar to mine. Oh, no. But we've got it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're gluing him. I got to be a lot more careful with my bobbleheads. That's the moral of the story. You know how much I love them. You think I treat him a lot better than I do. So that's just within the last 15 minutes. That's the breaking news. Ron McClain will survive. And how are you? <laughs> well, I'm a little better than that. Uh, good, but it's, it's a good morning. I'm a little uh, better shaped than uh, fake Ron McLean there. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to be on <laughs> He's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, this ain't Dealey Plaza. Okay, this is not that. Okay, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? The rest of the and then we'll go. Yes. And we'll quit with the, with the zany hijinks. What's the big story? I think, again, it's different in everybody's world and purview, but here's mine. Out of Toronto, Bobby McMahon? Who? Registered the first half trick of his NHL career, and the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated 
Defeated St. Louis 4-1 on Tuesday night. We Willie Nylander had the other goal for Toronto. Ilya Samsonov made 14 saves. And the story goes on to say the NHL Department of Player Safety announced shortly before the opening faceoff it had suspended Leafs defenseman Morgan Riley five games for his recent cross-check to the head of Ottawa's Ridley Gregg. It's not like this has not been flogged to death. <laughs> And for those that don't know that are tuned in, that's okay. We're going to talk about it. You better get up to speed. Go Google Morgan Riley, Ridley Gregg, because it's the number one topic across all of Canada since Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada. And I'll be honest with you, this morning I was running five miles. I did at Johnny O's and on the treadmill. I'm listening to NHL radio, and Gord Stullick and my guy Scott Laughlin said, we can't remember a hit or an incident as polarizing as this issue. So I'll just open it up with our poll question today, which is for Key Auto Group. And at the Key Auto Group, a reminder, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca. For automotive excellence, the question is, do you agree with five games for Morgan Riley? And to be honest, it's not a shock to anybody that's been watching this show since Monday. No, I don't agree with it. I think, if anything, he might have got a five-minute, maybe a five-minute major. For cross-checking him in the head and people have said some really nasty things Darren on our Facebook page it hurt my feelings with Rod, Rod stick to football Rod you don't know with what you're saying it's that's what's wrong with society today I made it very clear eye for an eye I'm I'm with that I don't like showing up the opponent I would never do it apparently now you can um, so my vote is no I don't agree with five games I didn't think he should get any what are you voting I vote no, um, although Ooh. five doesn't surprise me. That's what Matthew Barnaby had them at, had it at. I would have went with three. Um, I, I, I can't condone cross-checking somebody in the face, but I don't think this is worthy of a five-game suspension. I thought three would have been appropriate. Okay, well, I don't, again, I don't, we are not that show that's going to sit there and belabor and sit in the swamp and talk about the same thing ad nauseum over and over and over. We want to be fresh. We want to be renewable. That's just not us. But I'll say it again. You ever watch the movie Slapshot? And I know that's an egregious representation of violence in hockey. But what did, what did Dave Killer Carlson say as he was getting sewn up by the trainer? He shouldn't have said what he said. That's with a bull, get the horn. That, that, it, that, that, that's the way I was raised. That's the way I think it should be. Uh, Mark and Melfort writes in and says, uh, only reason the Riley-Greg issue was so big is because Riley's a leaf. If it was Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, this would have been out of the news cycle by Monday. That may be the case. But as we often say, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. How about it that? is what it is. It's what everybody's talking about. And by the way, since I left my bell over there on the table, I'm going to say this. Thank you, Mark, for chiming in. He is a beekeeper. And Darren, yesterday I went to the movie The Beekeeper. You did? And it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I read the, pl when I read the plot over the air, like with the liner that Landmark Cinemas gives us to read, yep. There's nothing, nothing like what the movie was. And maybe that's what the whole idea is, is to hook you and get you into the theater. But here's what it is. Felicia Rashad, who you probably don't really remember, was the mom on the Cosby show. She's now old, and she billets a guy that she thinks is a beekeeper, Jason Statham. 
she gets scammed and all of her bank accounts drained, including the charity, the charity that she manages, their fund of $2 million. It gets drained by a scam. Well, it turns out that beekeeper is actually an undercover agent, a killing machine, and her daughter works for the FBI. So they're going to go get the scammer that took all Felicia Rashad's money, the former Mrs. Ahmad Rashad. Look it up. And then the hijinks follow. That was nothing compared what, what, like the liner that they read. <laughs> I should be writing the liners for these movies. But I went, and it was $6 to get into the theater in the afternoon, and I was the youngest person in there by 40 years. So life is great. Um, just from Jeff the Stamps fan, and by the way, I, I did see a note on the Stampeders, but Jeff says, here is the fact. Society is changing, and hockey's code doesn't fly anymore. Old school hockey guys have to accept it. Um, it's not about hockey or the code. It's about life. Act like a jerk. You're going to be picking up your teeth with a broken arm. That's where society's changed for the worse. So that's where we're going to have to agree to disagree. Anyways, moving on. And by the way, we have a little bit of something for everybody here. Uh, breaking news. Again, I'll get my bell in a second. But Kadeem Carey has signed with the Toronto Argonauts. I saw that today. So there's a lot of CFL news that I got a really juicy NFL nugget that I want to get to. But other NHL leftovers, point two. Andre Vasilevsky stopped 36 shots and three more in the shootout. And Braden Point scored the only goal of the shootout to lead the Tampa Bay Lightning to a 3-2 NHL win over the Boston Bruins last night. I watched the whole game. It was magnificent. And I'll say something about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Don't sleep on them. Don't. Everybody wants to throw dirt on them. Everybody wants to write them off. Boston did, and how'd that work out? In Edmonton, Connor McDavid had a career-high six assists to lead Edmonton to its eighth straight home win, 8-4 over Detroit. I read that like I thought about the, when I looked at the box score this morning. McDavid had six assists. Eh, it's another night. Wait a minute, what? Six assists? He's the fourth fastest player to do it in NHL history. The only three that did it quicker hit 600 career assists. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr, and now Connor McDavid. Darren, what do those other three have that he doesn't? I'll... Stanley Cups. Yeah, that didn't take you long. No, not at all. Stevie, Stevie Wonder can see. Stevie Wonder can see that. So... Does he get one? What do you think? I think he does. Um, and it could happen soon. This Oiler team is really good. I watched the game last night. They honestly didn't have much business being in that game after 40 minutes. Uh, Detroit was outplaying them, and Stuart Skinner kept him in it. I think that's why he was one of the game stars. He made some big saves pretty early in the game. But, you know, when, when the Oilers find that gear, it's a gear that I don't think, you know, other teams have. But when they find it, which isn't always often, they found it during the streak, but when they find it, man, it's hard to slow them down, and they just go. And it's a matter of can they find it and turn it on when it actually matters and the chips are down. That's the biggest question facing the Oilers. Yeah, buddy. I wonder if other hosts 
I'll read one more. Connor Garland scored twice. Dakota Joshua added a goal and two assists. And NHL leading Vancouver beat a depleted Chicago team 4-2. I wonder if other broadcasters, maybe do you deal with this? My cousin was watching on the replay yesterday. Jeff Goda. If anybody in Calgary recognizes the name Goda, you should. His dad, my uncle, Jack Goda, coached both the Calgary Stampeders and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Jeff just texted me watching the replay. And he says, hey, cuz, are the stamps going to be better? <laughs> Does your family write you? Your mom writes me from time to time with comments on the interviews. She really enjoyed the Kathy Goche interview yesterday. Paula DuPont. <laughs> so, I, I feel, should, like, should I answer it here? Should I text him back? I don't know how to deal with this. This is a little bit... And the reason I bring that up is... In my past life, I was watching Dateline one night on a Friday, and my brother-in-law called me and said, why did the Riders punt when they were third and two from the opposition 45-yard line? I said, leave me alone. I'm watching Dateline. Click. How about that? What should I do, Darren? Advise me, please. <laughs> I didn't what go over, I didn't go over well. Tell, what does the intuition tell you to do? It's usually a pretty good place to start, although it told you to hang up on your brother. So maybe it's not the best uh, barometer. To brother-in-law. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that to my brother. My brother wouldn't call and ask. I was going to say, he knows better. He knows better. He knows but, better. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know what? You've answered it on here. And uh, it's your cousin's fault if he doesn't watch the show to get the answer. <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to spend way longer time in the next segment on the Canadian Football League free agency. I want to talk about this. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers. I feel like Sunday night in the mass, and I know I've been in championship games when the game ends in chaos like it did the other night. There's screen, streamers going off everywhere, explosions, fireworks, blah, blah, blah. There was a little bit of murmur Sunday night that Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers, didn't know the rules. Or at the very least, didn't communicate them to his team it's now wednesday and what started with a little whisper got to be a murmur on monday and now they're roaring on here wednesday on the national media going how does kyle shanahan not either not know the rules that the overtime changes from the regular season to the playoffs in the nfl and number two if he did know how does his players not know and my question because that's what happened and I guess on Tuesday, he was doing a tap dance, trying to explain himself and basically saying we were waiting for a third possession because if it had worked out this way, he was trying to BS everybody because he, he screwed up, Darren. But no coaches will ever admit it. Nope, 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 nope. They can pull their fingernails out and light them on fire. They wouldn't admit that they screwed up. You know that too, right? Um, is it fireable? Because I've seen guys fired for less. No, it's not fireable for Kyle Shanahan. It's fireable for some coaches, but not him in this situation. Now, he's gone to three Super Bowls as either a head coach or a coordinator, and he's lost them all. Um, I believe that I saw he's also had a 10-point lead in all those games and lost. So it's not good, um, and it's definitely not a good look because, yeah, the tap dancing, anybody who knows can see through it. And I admire him for at least trying to stick to his guns or at least try and you know, stick to it. And you know what? If it had gotten to a third possession, sure, he would have been in a pretty good spot if their defense had come up with a stop or at least limited the Chiefs to a field goal. 
But if this was a team that just made the playoffs and got ousted in the first round, or a coach that previously had more heat on him, like maybe Mike McCarthy did this, it might be a fireable offense. But Kyle's had a pretty good resume, pretty good record, and I think he has a couple of, uh, uh, he's got some, some rope to work with. One man's opinion, that's yours. I mean, I, I'm, I, and also I agree with you, basically he's gotten his team to two Super Bowls. But, but again, there he was at the podium yesterday saying, hey, we've gotten to two Super Bowls. We've won some big playoff games over the years. And the analyst I was listening today, Chris Kent, he's like, yo, no, 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 bro. You lost those Super Bowls. And this one, you, you wear it. Because your players didn't know the rules of overtime, and we're wondering if you did. And over on the other side, you got Andy Reid, who the players have said they went over all these things. And that's the one thing I, I'll be long dead and gone before the people realize what I've been saying for a long time. But you know, the fans are going to say, oh, it's the National Football League. How do they not know? There's no way they couldn't have known. <laughs> yes, there is. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why they lost the game. So if you're the owners of the 49ers, whether you fire Shanahan, you're going to be pretty pissed off. That much I know. Oh, and that yeah. speaks a lot to the experience of Andy Reid and why he might go on the Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches. There's, a, there's an argument for that. Okay, we're going to run for a quick break. When we come back, you or Clark, and I, I apologize for lobbing you a grenade, but can we find the Bet Regal Stanley Cup futures odds as of today from Bet Regal at betregal.ca? I'm on you, it. And I could probably look it up too, but I know you guys are better at it than me. On the way, Brendan Parker of Calgary Flames TV and Taylor Shire of the Leader Post. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
Hey, everybody. The Kinsman Telemiracle 5050 is another way to support Telemiracle 48, Saskatchewan's charity. And also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, what are you waiting for? Thanks to those who have. If you haven't, get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. You have to be in the 306, though, to buy your tickets. Let's please bring the moose in, and we've kind of opened a can of worms, which is what I wanted to do, Darren. That's what we do here. But Brian in Hudson's Bay writes in the uh, moose capital, and he says, doesn't it? He writes it on the Sober Carpenter text line. I said mention it, 902-518-3033 for Sober Carpenter non-alcoholic craft beers. For Kyle Shanahan, now backpedaling as to why they took the ball to open overtime in the Super Bowl. Brian says, doesn't it make sense to take the ball first? Because then if it's a draw in the first possessions, then you get first crack and win in the game on your second possession. Or am I missing something? I don't want to get into a strategy of football coaching. Not at all. Never done it. I don't like to criticize person. What I'm criticizing is that his players didn't know the rules. Not necessarily criticizing him for taking the ball first. The point is, his players thought they were the regular season rules, and they changed in the playoffs. Which, by the way, is not something the NFL should be proud of. That's kind of stupid, too. But how do you feel about Brian's comment? You've coached football, Darren. I have not. Yeah, the idea with going second and why it's preferred is you give the other team the possession. You can't lose the game by letting the other team go first. You can't lose. And you know what you need to do. It's easier to coach the game when you have the ball second because you get into fourth down situation like San Francisco did. They were first and goal down inside the 10-yard wow. line and fourth and goal and decided to kick a field goal. Well, when Kansas City ended up in those situations, they knew they had to go for it, and it allowed them to play free, coach free, and Thank win you. the game. Yeah. Thank you. But he, I think Kyle Shanahan was going by the regular season rules. He's thinking, we score a touchdown, and it's over. I think that's initially what he was thinking. And then he realized, we're not going to get in on this fourth down situation, so we have to kick a field goal. Am I right on that? Yeah, I think, you know, not even thinking about regular season overtime, just thinking, not thinking, just saying, hey, overtime, win the toss, take the ball. Overtime, win the toss, take the ball. Not even thinking strategy. Okay. Darren Workman in Salt Lake State says, how do you expect to win at anything if you don't know the rules, right? Glenn in Medicine Hat writes in, you know him, golf guy, hockey guy, and he says, who gives a damn about the OT rules? Jeez, stop the Chiefs, and you win. It's on the defense. Hi. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in, and she says, Connor with six assists, and top four for fastest to 600 assists. Pretty sick feed to Kane, too. We addressed that earlier. John Schmeiser writes in and says, good morning from Kansas City. And it is a great day for the Chiefs parade. Jeff, the Stamps fan, I'll allow him this. He says, what do you mean? The NHL changes its OT rules in the playoffs. Good point. But do you not think that the NFL should have this? Like, why would you change it? It doesn't make any sense to me why they would change from the regular season to the playoffs. 
I can see why there would be confusion. There's not confusion in the NHL. We're going to play three on three to get a winner because we want to get out of the rink. We have it rented for 11 o'clock in the NHL regular season. Whereas the Stanley Cup playoffs, we're going to go all night. We didn't book the ice rental after for the uh, fireman's rec team. Do you know what? There, I, there is a difference. He's right. He's right. The, the rules are different in the NHL playoffs too regular season or vice versa, but it's a little different in the NFL. And I'm not backpedaling to get myself out of that. The NHL does, but it doesn't make as much sense in the NFL. Fair? Do you feel me? Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, part of it, too, is I think because they don't go continuous overtime in the regular season, um, when you allow more possessions based on a touchdown, there's a better chance you're going to have more tie games which is, I think, something the NFL doesn't want. They don't want to add tie games. They want to promote you to go for it and go for wins. So um, I don't know. We may see a change here down the road, but for now, um, I'm pretty okay with it. Oh, boy, we got some good stuff today. And I've just uh, been informed that for whatever reason, we're not on Game Plus television today. So there's more people tuned in on YouTube which means more comments from the audience, and I'm here for that. 902-518-3033 via text or the YouTube stream. BW in Edmonton says uh, the point is every NFL player will now know the Shanahan rules from now on. How would you like to have a rule named after you? I don't want to end up munsoned out here in the middle of nowhere. Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> you know. Three months and out here with no way home. How would you like to have that named after you? That I kind of oh. feel that he's right. This is you got Shanahan. You what? got Shanahan. What? It's going to be horrible, horrible. But you know the saying goes that I've heard: experience is something that you get right after you needed it. And they needed it in the Super Bowl. He got it. He'll have it for next time. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, the reason Patrick Mahomes made the game-winning drive look so easy was he knew exactly what he had to do and knew exactly how to do it against that defense. Yeah, he's like a, you know, at the very least, a field goal ties this game and extends this thing. But if we get a touchdown, we win it. There, it's a big, big, big psychological change there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Some people writing in about yesterday's news, which we addressed lengthily yesterday. The Jennifer Jones news, but thanks for playing. I do want to get to the CFL free agency, the Canadian Football League free agency, because that's why a lot of people came here today. I'll say this. If you go by the Rough Riders Twitter feed, they are declaring themselves winners of free agency. I don't know if you saw that or not. I kind of got a kick out of that. I guess that's the new thing. What do you call it? A humble brag? You say how great you are, but you're supposed to be joking, which is kind of what they're doing here. I get it. It's fun. It's fun. The Rough Riders have declared themselves winners of free agency. Deal or no deal, Moose? How are you taking that? Again, the one side is you're not going to know this till November, but you know what? And all we can go by is the information we have. And I would, I'd be okay with that, saying that the Riders are winning free agency in terms of the biggest names off the board and, and uh, doing the most to improve their roster. It also tells me they're one of the teams that had the most work to do. So naturally, they were going to sign more players. Um, but you know what? Have fun with it. 
it's only what middle of february so uh it's only on paper for now uh just one more john schmeiser in kansas city says a quote from kingpin was not on my bingo card today well done rod oh i could recite kingpin lines all day our next guest is lined up and ready to go so darren we're going to take a time out i'll see you back in hour two okay you bet Brendan Parker of Flames TV joins us after this break. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. RP Show continues, and as you know, when we talk hockey, it's brought to you by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary, a commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Visit commoncrown.ca. The Flames were at practice, and we're heading there now. Brendan Parker joins us from Flames TV, just back fresh off the road trip, getting ready to host the San Jose Sharks. Hey, VP, welcome to the program. Uh, I got to assume you were on that road trip. It looked like a lot of fun. How was it? It was great. Yeah, we were a uh, longer trip coming out of the break, uh, but obviously the results were were really good. And, um, you know, the stops were really nice, too. So spread out, which is kind of rare, a four-game road trip and not a single back-to-back in the mix there. So uh, got a couple of extra days in Boston. Actually uh, took in an extra hockey game. Got to see the uh, Beanpot semifinal and watch Boston College and Boston University on the first Monday night, and that was outstanding, kind of a little bucket list hockey item checked off and then uh, they go three and one on the road trip. So all things considered, it was a, it was a pretty good nine day trip. Yeah, they're pretty excited in flames land from what I can see. I just want your take on the last game. I watched it in New York at two, nothing, two, nothing loss to the Rangers where Shesterkin uh, goes into the record books with his shuddy there. Um, I thought that was a hell of a hockey game. What was your read on it? Yeah, you know what? Funny enough, I think it was probably it was probably the Flames' worst game of the trip, and yet, you know, I thought it was a really competitive <laughs> hockey game. Uh, you know, I loved the first period. I thought there was some edge to it. I thought it was physical. You know, uh, Uyghur threw a couple of checks. Obviously, Jacob Truba right in the middle of it. But uh, you know, I think you know nowadays you kind of notice those games where there's a significant lift in the edge, where there's a couple of extra scrums. And I think in that first period alone, there was two. That involved every single uh, person on the ice. Martin Pospisil right in the middle of it again, which uh, you love to see, and he's been doing that since he's been recalled. Um, you know, I thought they played hard, played competitively, just couldn't find it. And, you know, I thought they had some looks late to tie that game easily. You know, I think of that Rasmus Anderson, you know, shot that was labeled for the top corner because Sturkin somehow gets a glove on it. And then Blake Coleman had a couple chances late stages of the third, too. Um, but Jacob Markstrom, you know, he's just been absolutely sensational. And I, there's no way you can leave that game without, you know, thinking about everything that he did 
probably more so in the first period, but throughout the course of that game. And, uh, you know, I think in the end, it's probably, you know, rightly deserved Rangers win. But but I thought I thought the Flames competed the whole way through. I just got to say this on the Rangers broadcast. They opened it with this, you know, Sam Rosen and that gang. They're like, one year ago, this was the game of the year in the NHL. Remember the old school? Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Um, what was yeah. the Flames side of that? Because there was a lot of buildup from the New York side of that. Yeah, well, I think it's the same way. I mean, it was even talked about when the Rangers were here in this building earlier in the year. And I think people forget that I think the Rangers played, Rangers and Flames played again after that game uh, last season too. So there was kind of two games in between the two MSG games, but they've all been pretty good and pretty competitive. And uh, I asked Nassim Kadri on the ice after the practice uh, just before the game on Sunday. And, uh, and he said, oh, I said, what do you remember about that game? He's like, I remember I got bodied. So I don't want to be in that position again because he was right in the center of that, uh, of that well, basically the first hit. And then obviously there was Dylan Dubé in the mix and a couple of fights. And, uh, you know, Ryan Huska said in the morning that it was just one of the more entertaining, competitive games he's been on the bench for in his time in the NHL, head coach or assistant. And I think that kind of says a lot. Um, it was memorable. And I don't think it, quite lived up to that, but it really doesn't seem like those two teams play bad games. I mean, again, on, on Monday night, you know, you had some absolute 10 bell saves. You had a couple of big hits, you yeah. know, you had some scrums. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you have a, a one goal hockey game with an empty net. So I don't know, as a hockey fan, you're going to ask for much more from Madison square garden. It seems to always deliver. Yeah, but a tough one, as you know, it snapped the, the winning streak, and uh, that's no points coming out of that game. But now you're back home. you got San Jose coming in there next, and I will not ask you what the Flames are going to do leading up to the trade deadline, unless you want to tell me, Brendan. But what is the, what is the buzz around Calgary? Because I'm getting different mixed vibes from the fans, right? They want to keep winning, getting into the playoffs. Yeah. On re What's the, what, are, what are you sensing? I think that's fair. I, I think even just in conversations around this rink, around my hockey rinks, because I do that too with my son and you get some of those questions. I think, I think there is kind of like a, you know, mix because, you know, you watch the way they played on the three games prior to New York and really even in, in at MSG as well, but that four game road trip and you see just how competitive this team is. Uh, they get some offense from some different spots. They've got goaltending, obviously you know, right there at the top of the National Hockey League. And then their blue line has been really good. It's been steady defensively, but they've gotten a lot of offense from it too. And so I would say mixed is, is really fair. But at the same time, you know, you kind of have to look at the position you're in. And obviously contractual status is, is going to make some decisions for you potentially. And that's, that's the start that, you know, I, I don't think you can ignore. Uh, you know, we all know what happened with Matthew Gachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, and I think organizationally they want to make sure that they protect your assets. And if and if you can't get a long-term deal signed, then and you can benefit from from a trade, I think you have to look at that. And you know, they did a good job acquiring some really nice pieces for Elias Lindholm, and that really speaks to the contract status and where that was headed. And you know, you have to think that they're going to explore all those options. And you know, I, I think. From a fan base, you know, you have much like all, all times, you have some people who want to see it torn right down. You've got some people who still want to be competitive. But I think, you know, the one thing that I've heard unequivocally is that they understand the position the team is in. And I think that kind of speaks more to those contract statuses and just sort of what's taken place over the last, you know, couple of years here. And, and I think, I think Craig Conroy has the trust of the, of the Flames fan base. 
I think a couple of those trades have already helped support that. But I think this management group really does have have the backing of the fan base, maybe uh, you know more so than any time that we've seen here, and and trust what his decision making um, has been and will be, and are just kind of I think more than anything just sort of eager to see well, how this is all going to play out. And I think there's probably a sentiment among players as well that you know I think they're probably ready for whatever's going to happen to just sort of happen. This is going to be a long wait until the trade deadline because of how much speculation, how many questions, and how many you know, different trade proposals have come out really since the season opened. Like, this isn't new. This has been going on, you know, since the start of training camp. I mean, Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin had those questions when they got back for the golf tournament in September. So, you know, I think I think more so than anything, there's probably an element of, like, whatever it's going to be, let's uh, let's get to, to the end of this trade deadline so, you know, we can all just sort of go forward. You know what? Very well said. I got everything that you're getting across there. I hope the viewers did too. I'm sure they did. You're good at what you do. I won't keep you much longer, but I got to ask you this because you brought up Craig Conroy. I feel like we're at a time where we should really appreciate what he says in interviews because he's very honest and open. Like with this Lindholm trade, they're like, why was this so easy? He's like, I got what I wanted. So I hung up. I'm paraphrasing, but you know what? <laughs> why haggle? Sure. You're happy? Do the yeah. And I wonder if years down the line, he's going to be a little more tight-lipped because he's just very honest, and I appreciate it. That's you know, a good question, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, there'll be, you know, the management style may change, or at least publicly over time. But, I mean, that's one thing that you just love. And I think that's why, you know, going back to the fan base and the support, I think that's part of it, right? I mean, you kind of have this this feeling obviously he was a beloved player and and his personality he gives so much back to the community he's even as an assistant general manager for years had tons of community events where he would be there and have these conversations with fans and is always willing to engage so i think from that perspective he has the support just based on who he is as a person and how he comes across too but now you know with some savvy moves in his first year as a gm i think he's also gaining some trust about about what his vision is and what this management group's vision is for you know how they want this team to look not just post deadline but in the years to come and i think you know that's the most important goal is 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 to take it on at a stanley cup and you know i think he has a vision for it the management group has a vision for it and he hasn't said that publicly i mean he still you know keeps that pretty close to the vest but with things that have transpired you know he has been pretty you know forthright pretty honest about you know how they've gone about their business and what they're thinking to a to an extent that he's comfortable sharing and uh, you know it translates well i mean even this has nothing to do with the trade deadline but we're in madison square garden and you know just to speak a little bit on who's craig conroy is we had this conversation about how he scored his first ever nhl goal at msg and he's walking us through it and we're standing there at msg and there's a video actually up we ended up shooting it afterwards but you know he's describing the play how he saw it and Donald Brashear set him up as a member of the Montreal Canadiens. He gets his first NHL goal. He's just, he's just a really, you know, high energy guy and uh, easy to like. And, and I think, you know, he'll have, he'll have the blessing of the Flames fans to do whatever he wants to do. And, um, you know, I think to your point, you know, that really comes through no matter what kind of interview he's doing. Yeah, well, I, I hope it continues. It's been fun to follow, and I appreciate the time, Brennan. I know how busy you are. Thanks for this. Enjoy the day, and uh, we'll be watching. Thanks, RP. Good to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you around here in Calgary soon. Thank you, buddy. Well, you will. Brendan Parker from Flames TV, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and I appreciate Clark lining it up because I was just dying to get a Flames perspective. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's a guy that works for the Flames, Flames TV, but it wasn't raw, raw. 
was it? It was very real. And that's what I'm seeing with Craig Conroy. Let's be honest with you. I know the Flames fans aren't going to ever hear this, but it's fact. Craig Conroy inherited a train wreck. Not that the team, it's a good, talented team, but let's be honest. A bomb went off last year. Brad Tree Living, gone. And then Daryl Sutter, what was it, a week later, fired? Boom, boom. It was a train wreck. And he's got to come in and clean up the pieces. And then hires a coach in Ryan Huska, who's doing a great job and is a fantastic guy. But it was a, it's a really big job that Craig Conroy has in his very first time ever in that role. And I think he's doing a great job from what I see. And what's going on on the ice where they're three points out of a playoff spot, that's not on Craig Conroy. That is not on him. It's going to take a while for Conroy to put his stamp on this team. He's just trying to pick up the pieces from the bomb that went off. And he's doing a great job of it. Okay, when we come back, sports update, and then you and me the rest of the way to the top of the hour. And then we're going to go to Mosaic Stadium. Leader Post's Taylor Shire will be with us. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. Man, you're in for a treat today. I'm going to have to drop a couple more bombs here. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Again, as I said, you got lots of time. Well, only 10 minutes. This is going fast. 902-518-3033 to write me with whatever you would like to talk about, and I'll look at the YouTube stream in a minute. I don't get it. I pay a service. I, I, should I name them? I don't know. I pay an exorbitant fee for a service to write my sports updates for me. This is what they say. Get this. The Winnipeg Jets are in San Jose to kick off a home-on-home series as part of tonight's NHL schedule. The games against the Lowly Sharks are an opportunity for the Jets to work their way out of their recent struggles. Winnipeg's win over Pittsburgh on Saturday ended a five-game losing streak that dropped the Jets into third in the Central Division. McWhit. The Sharks are at Winnipeg, for one. It's not in San Jose. Number two, the Sharks are at Calgary tomorrow. So what are you talking about? They got it totally wrong. So here's what's tonight. Florida at Pittsburgh. That's on national television in the States. You probably get it too. My guess is Sportsnet. San Jose at the Jets. And Minnesota at Arizona, if I have that right. I feel like Now I'm completely all screwed around. What's today's date? Do I have it right? San Jose at Winnipeg. Thank you. Yeah. Score app. That's the, that, they got it right, the score. Pascal Siakam returns to Toronto. Like, fake news. That's one thing. Misleading news where people are intentionally trying to mislead you. That's one thing. To be outright wrong is a total other story, and it's inexcusable to me, especially when I'm paying for it. 
Pascal Siakam returns to Toronto today as the Raptors host the Indiana Pacers in NBA play. That part's true. The Raps traded Spicy P, a two-time All-Star, and a major part of Toronto's 2019 championship team to the Pacers on January 18th. The rebuilding Raptors have gone 4-10 and 10 since the deal. Our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday beer, common beer, into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And also for Landmark Cinemas, in Landmark Cinemas now, the movie Argyle. An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. In Landmark Cinemas now, Argyle. Now, I went to uh, the beekeeper yesterday here, uh, movie theater in Boca. It was $6 to get in in the middle of the day. It was amazing. I love the beekeeper. It's still showing here, and I would advocate for you to go. It gets the Monday morning goalie two thumbs up. Hey, thank you, Dan. Oh, a lot of um, stuff to get to. Dan in Winnipeg writes in. He says, hey, Rod, what did you think of the Super Bowl? I'm getting that a lot. We don't have a lot of time to get through that now other than to say it was great. And um, I'm going to put it in my commentary tomorrow. It was like nothing I've ever seen. It was great. I'm just easing into it because it's big. The Super Bowl is big. And I didn't want to jump in head first because sometimes bad things happen when you do that. So I just eased in, stuck my toe in the pool. You know what I mean? And... Uh, but the, the highlight, yeah, it was seeing and meeting Flava Fave. I love how much people are following because I've had people write me and say, what was your highlight? Was it meeting Flava Fave? Yes, it was. Bear with me. I'm just sending the link of the WQEE radio feed to my guy in Las Vegas right now, Dean. Hopefully he saves it. I mentioned this earlier, Jeff, the Stams fan. He says, uh, breaking news, Kadeem Carey to the Argos. I mentioned that right off the top, Jeff. You must not have been listening. I just dropped that in there. And I will get into a little bit of that with Moose next hour because this is where the CFL comes to talk. There ain't no two ways about that. But I kind of wonder what does CFL free agency mean? I'm seeing a little, uh, what does it mean now with the players jumping all over the place? Because I'm seeing. The fans say lack of loyalty. I'm seeing them say it's very hard to establish a fan base or get attached to a player when they jump on the merry-go-round after every offseason. And I want to examine that a little bit because they're right. But I also feel it's not a whole lot different than any other league because there's one-year deals in every other league. You know, I think it's because it's only nine teams versus 30 or 32. It's magnified more. But I think it hurts the brand of the league to show up at McMahon Stadium next year in Calgary and have Jamel Morrow in the backfield of the Stamps and not Kadeem Carey. Why would he leave? He left probably for more money, you know. Um, we saw three down nations saying that Jake Dolagala, who was like my biggest name in free agency, was going to go to the Stampeders, but he hasn't signed anywhere yet. And we're over a day into free agency. I want to examine that. What does it mean with players leaving? Is it a lack of loyalty? There might be a little bit of that. But I don't know. I want to examine that with Darren. Uh, on that Flames thing, I'm not going to tell the Flames what to do, even though that doesn't stop the fans. 
But we talk about Masai Ujiri and his rebuild of the Raptors. The guy's won a championship, so he's got the chops to say that he knows what he's doing. And he gashed that roster, traded off the assets, went young. That's what you do. That's what you do. The Flames aren't dumb. Craig Conroy knows that. But I kind of feel that he goes above the president. That's what the, the people in Calgary aren't dumb. They know hockey. And it just seems that the owner, Murray Edwards, is afraid to do what the Raptors are doing. Trade all the assets. The thing with Huberto, bad deal. That's on Brad Tree Living. Everybody knows that. You don't get rid of that contract, and I don't think you rebuild the next version of the Flames 2.0 with Jonathan Huberto as part of the deal, but you can't get out of a deal like that. That was just a bad one. But you can't blame Craig Conroy or Ryan Husker for that, or even necessarily John Bean. I don't know. So, okay, yeah, you know what? We'll get into those um, comments with Taylor, those questions about what does this free agency mean with the players hip-hopping around like they are? It's a fun debate. So we're going live to Mosaic Stadium after this quick, uh, quick break on Game Plus and Key Radio. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 